Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. I am joined on stage today by some lovely, lovely ladies, as it is Mother's Day. And um, we are going to be, yeah, just talking about the theme around speaking life. And uh, I actually also just wanted to stay at the start of this, you know, on a, on a day like Mother's Day, I can imagine for some of us could be a day for whatever reason that is, is it could be quite hard. Uh, and as I was just sitting there thinking, I just felt God say this, that like he's close, he's close to you. And on a day where maybe they could conjure up memories or thoughts, he just wants to just continually remind you that he is the one who never leaves us, nor forsakes us, and is always on the journey. And I hope today that through this uh, panel with some amazing wisdom from these ladies, um, we would live, leave enriched, encouraged, and with life spoken over our lives. And uh, you know what? I think it would be really good to start uh, by getting to know you guys a little bit. Uh, and so if you could, maybe uh, let us know your name, a little bit about yourself, and your most memorable Mother's Day gift. Uh, kia ora mana tato, na mihi nui um, to the whanau. Uh, my name is Rebecca Hauraki Soe. I'm married to the, the, um, that wonderful Samoan warrior sitting over there. <laughs> Talofa lava. Um, we have three children, adult children. Actually, we've got six adult children because our children are all married. And, um, and then we've got six beautiful grandchildren. So we're very, very blessed. So good. Uh, Talo for love, everyone. My name is Rebecca Villitao, um, most commonly known to people as Bex. Um, I'm of Samoan heritage. My family moved here when I was 18 months old. And since then, we've resided in the beautiful uh, home of the brave, known as Otara. Um, and I'm married to um, a beautiful, handsome, Nguyen man across the shores of Samoa in Nui, uh, Clint Villitao. And Clint and I just celebrated our 11th Wedding anniversary last month, so. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Congratulations. Hi, everybody. My name is um, Jill Arden. Um, I am married to the wonderful Andrew Arden, who's also just sitting over here. And we have um, three small children, um, a six-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. And, um, yeah, I'm originally South African. I'm from South Africa, but I've, I moved here, and I've been here for almost 28 years, so I feel like I'm Kiwi-fied now. Um, and I'm a married and amazing um, New Zealand man. And yeah, I love living in New Zealand. I love being part of Life Church. And yeah, it's just an honor to be here. I wanted to mention my, the memorable Mother's Day. Yes, 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 your most memorable. We'll come back we'll come to you back guys because I want to know. Um, the crowd wants to know. <laughs> I didn't have um, one thing that was like, oh, that one year I got this amazing thing. But I do get a lot of um, memorable handmade items for Mother's Day. You know, you turn up, I always turn up to kindy and they're like, here's the thing, you know, here's the Mother's Day present. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, and you're not really sure where to put them and how to store them. Um, most of them get um, stored in the bin with the orange lid, with the, the yellow lid. Um, I do have a beautiful um, recycled, I think it's a shoebox or something that's covered in gemstones. It's supposed to be for my jewelry or something that I couldn't bear to part with. But um, yeah, so I do have quite a few memorable, memorable gifts, but... Yeah, I don't really know what to do with him. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> what about you, Bex? Well, I don't know if this is appropriate for church, but I'm going to say it. Um, growing up in uh, South Auckland and Otara, you know, back in the day, smoking actually was okay. And so... 
<laughs> I, I remember saving up my money and going and buying my mother a pack of smokes. <laughs> That is memorable for sure. She was really happy. She was happy. <laughs> oh, brilliant. No, I give really good gifts to my mum, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm real more health and safety conscious than this. Uh, that's now you would have noticed that we do have two Rebecca's on the stage today. And so for, you know, the purpose of directing questions, so you're going to be Rebecca. So, and then we're going to have Bex really tell, okay? Which is going to be brilliant. <laughs> um, and you know what? These lovely ladies, what I love about them is that they have walked a journey that, you know, as they share today, is something that is just not a good idea, but it's stuff that has actually been lived and actually has been practiced in their life. You know, our words have a creative power. They can build up, they can tear down. You know, God in Genesis created the, wor the world and what we live in today through the power of words. The Bible has actually a lot to say about words. And in Proverbs 18 verse 21, it says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Our words are like seeds, and as they go out, wherever they land, they have the ability to grow into something. And I think this is absolutely powerful because how we use our words makes us consider whether they're going to bring life or whether they're going to bring death, whether they're going to create good or whether they're going to create evil. The writer of James compares the tongue to a spark of fire, the bit in the mouth of a, mouth of a horse, a rudder of a ship. It's small, but it has the power and the potency to do a lot of damage if we don't consider how we use our words. You know, we've all potentially experienced times when somebody has spoken something to us or about us that has had a lasting impact. And as I was thinking about this this week, I uh, had been married for seven years to the wonderful Joe, and I think it was the summer about three or four years ago. Um, see, I'm black and I'm from Africa, if you haven't realized. <laughs> So I don't really have too many issues with the sun, but my wife is the loveliest person from Christchurch, and so one time she had forgotten to apply sunscreen and had got sunburned, and as a result of that, on her shoulders had begun to get some freckles, and so she was showing me these freckles on her shoulder, and as a loving husband, I somehow uttered the words that I, to this day, have not lived down, and I was like, oh! Oh, babe, you look like a cow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the words we speak have the power to either build up or tear down. <laughs> Maybe as I throw to the panel, um, talk to us a time in your life where maybe words have been spoken over you by someone else or you've spoken words over yourself and what that impact has looked like. Maybe Jill, we'll start with you. Great. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I, um, when I talk to myself in my head, um, for me, it's a bit like those cartoons where there's like a devil and an angel on your shoulder. 
And um, I literally, like, uh, things will come into my mind or I will think things, and then the, the other part of me will be like, don't, that's ridiculous, don't think like that. Or, and I actually have conversations with myself in my head. And um, <laughs> it makes me sound like I'm crazy. I'm not crazy, I promise. Um, <laughs> but I guess for all of us, we have that, there's that, that part of us where we, where we speak to ourselves either in a positive way or a negative way. And um, one of my favorite scriptures is in Proverbs 4 where it talks about um, guard your heart for, um, for out of it flows life. And um, if you actually look at that scripture in context, um, before, before, I think it's Proverbs 23, before Proverbs 23, it talks all about how to guard your heart. And it speaks about um, grounding yourself in God's word and, the wisdom, and wisdom and, um, and speaking, I guess, pouring God's word, word into your heart. Um, it actually says, um, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. And that's, that's Proverbs 20, verse 20. And then it goes on and it says, above all else, guide your heart for everything you do flows from it. Um, and actually the verse after it says, keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep yeah. corrupt talk far from your mouth. Yeah. And so I just think it's just so important that we are speaking God's word and God's yeah. truth into our hearts because that is what flows out of our mouth and that is what flows out of our hearts. And um, especially for yourself. Um, and if you don't have that grounded in your heart, when the enemy comes into your mind and when you um, speaking, you're talking yourself down or um, when you feel challenged in your mind and your spirit, it's really hard to fight against that. But when, that is, when that's poured into your life and, and seeded in your life, you can actually speak those promises even when you don't feel it. Yeah. And the power of the word of God and the power of the, the life and the truth in God's word will overcome that. Um, yeah, so... I guess for me, I've actually just done a, um, an amazing um, Bible study with um, my, my group. I run a woman's group on a, kind of during the week. Come and see me. Want to join it? It's really awesome. Um, and we just did a Priscilla Shira study on the armor of God. And at the end of the study, it actually had just two pages where they'd taken out promises of God with scriptures attached to them that you can learn and, and, and recite and read over your life. And so for me, it's become something that I like to do on a regular basis, just reading those things out over my life and over, over myself. And I guess the power is that you can actually Google and research, like other people have done it, these lists of things. You don't have to necessarily go through the word and find them all for yourself. But go and find them. Go and um, make a list like that. Make a list of the things that you need to hear specifically for yourself, that you need to speak over yourself. And just um, do those in your quiet times and, yeah, when you need them. And, Jill, it shows by who you are as we see you in the foyer, as you love on people, that you live that out daily. It's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, Rebecca, um, you've had some special people around you to, to help you do this journey of actually being spoken life over. What does that look like for you? Yeah, so um, I've been a Christian for over 30 years, and when I came to the Lord, um, for lack of a better term, I was fresh out of the world, and all that was still attached to me. Um, I was fortunate that I had three amazing spiritual mothers around me. I became the spiritual village child um, to the women's group, to my pastor, to these um, women that just spoke into my life. And if you don't have children, there's plenty of women out there, there's plenty of children that you can be a, become a spiritual mother to. And one of those uh, women was the pastor, and she. I remember the day that I went up for prayer, and she said to me, just look me in the eye, and she said, Rebecca, you are special. And I was like, whoa. You know, and that was like a defining moment in my life. Every time something came towards me, I'd say at the back of my head, 
I'm special. <laughs> I'm a princess in the kingdom of heaven, the king of kings and lord of lords. I'm a sunflower in his garden. I'm a gem in his crown. So I gathered from these women. They, they, I never had a car. I didn't know how to drive. I used to walk to church. I used to walk home. I had a little girl at the time. I used to walk to Bible study, walk home. I was so hungry for the things of God because that's what it was all positive stuff. So I just want to just say to the woman out there, there are plenty of spiritual mothers around you. If you go and find them, and um, woman, go and find a spiritual village child somewhere. It's not hard to find. <laughs> Thank you. So good, Vix. Yes, let's put our hands together. That was brilliant. You know what I love, Bex, is that, you know, you said it by talking the fact that, you know, you've been a Christian for 30 years now, and the power of someone saying you're special, I think a lot of us maybe get to meet you today, maybe for the first time on a Sunday, and that's the power of words. That simple phrase like that spoken 30 years ago can build a life to having a generational impact today in 2021. I think that's really special. What about you, Bex? What um, has this journey of life being spoken over you looked like? Yeah, I guess for me, um, you know, Gillian and Rebecca have shared um, the importance of doing life with people and those people that have surrounded them. And I guess for me and my journey, um, you know, it's so important to do life and do life well with others. Um, and you see it in the life of Jesus himself. You see that he had 12 disciples that he did life with. You know, he never was alone. He did life with other people. Um, 15 years ago, that's how long I've been at life, and one of the very first things I did was I joined a young adults connect group, and I can testify that 15 years later, I'm still doing life with a lot of those people. Um, they are my friends are family too crew. These are the people that have walked a lot of seasons in my life with me. They've celebrated the wins. They've been there to mourn the loss, losses. You know, um, two years ago, I lost my sister. And that was a really, really tough season for me to navigate through um, grief because it's real crippling. And I had my amazing friends who came around me. They were the first people that turned up when that happened. And even today, I'm part of an amazing connect group that sits under the leadership of Christine and Robert Cooper. And I don't know how Christine, I don't, I don't know if you guys know Christine, but I remember opening my Bible one day and I found this note that Christine had wrote to me. And in it, it just had all this, like, words of affirmation, words of love. She just reminded me, you know, you're not alone in this journey, Bex. You know, God's there to uplift you. He's up there to keep filling your faith bank, I guess is what it is. You know, there's days when I didn't want to go to Connect Group, but I did, and I pushed through, and I went. And every time I left, I always felt real refreshed. I felt that God, you know, was holding my hand through, through this journey, and, um, yeah, like, we hear it all the time, like, TC announced it today, join a group, but I'm telling you, it's such a valuable thing to do, is to join a connect group, have those people that come around you that are in those seasons, you know, they, they champion you on, they cheer you on, they, like, they pray for you when you can't pray for yourself, and I think that was the most powerful thing, is that in those times when I couldn't do it for myself, I knew that there were people that were doing life with me, that were praying for me and that were fighting those battles for me. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I guess, something for me. That's brilliant, Bex. And, you know, I can't help but think there maybe be people in this room and you love the idea of joining a group, but <clears throat> the thought of maybe the vulnerability of what that would look like is a bit scary. But 
I can't encourage you enough to hear what Bex is saying is that actually on the other side of that vulnerability is a support and a care that is going to transform your whole world. And so, you know, again, you know, just to <laughs> plug it again, you know, maybe today, that's, that's your next step, is to go on that computer, find a group that is close to you in your area, do the scary thing of messaging them and thinking, oh, are they going to reply or, you know, what's going to happen? But I think that could be one of the best things that you do is actually intentionally get yourself into a group. You know, as clearly from my story about what I said to my wife, the words we speak over others are so powerful and often once we say those words, it can be that dreaded feeling of like, I can't take these words back. You know, research tells us that for every negative statement said about us or to us, we need five positive counteractive statements against that negative statement. For every negative statement, we need five positive statements to counteract that. Ephesians 4 verse 29 says this, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. You know, Bix, um, you work within, you know, obviously the community and have a very diverse role in a lot of what you do, a lot of people contact. I, I guess at any time you'll be interacting with a lot of different agencies and people. What, what has speaking life uh, and creating life in the environment that you work in looked like for you? Yeah, so for me, um, I guess my role at the moment, I'm the community manager of a, a shared co-working space out here in Monaco. And um, I know that words really uh, play a crucial part in shaping what the environment will look like. Um, so, and I mean, a lot of us, a lot of the percentage of our lives are in the workplace. So it's so imperative that you are creating a positive environment because you're going to be in that environment a lot of the time. And I guess for me, um, I'm really intentional with what I speak over the place, um, intentional in the relationships that I form with people that come in to use the space, but also in, intentional with what I talk to with my work colleagues. And so for me, like, what I love to do, I don't know if my friends can say this, but I love to be a cheerleader. You know, being a cheerleader, I feel like one of the most powerful things that you can do as a person is the power of encouragement. You know, it says in God's word, you know, we build each other up, we encourage each other up. And I feel like that plays such a crucial, crucial part in how, um, you know, we dictate how the environment is. And I feel that that's what I like to do well. Um, you know, you build each other up. I've got a young girl who comes to life who's in my team. And honestly, she, I always call her my hype girl. Um, she's always hyping me up. She, like, when I'm trying to make decisions, she's like, no, Bex, you can do that, you know. And she encourages us, she encourages me and I encourage her and I think that's, it really mirrors what you do when you do that to other people so I feel like that's, yeah, the power of encouragement is so important and that's, yeah, I think that's what we should do a lot more of. Lovely, love that, thanks. Jill, you know, you're married and you said you're obviously mom of three kids and, you know, that in itself, young kids as well, is, is, can be full and crazy. And as I mentioned, you know, you and Andrew are coaches and you're here on a Sunday, uh, do a couple of services, connecting with people. You, you lead and live a full life. 
But what does it look like for you within all your responsibilities to still intentionally speak life into people? Sure. I think, um, you know, words are actually free. And, um, and sharing, sharing a word or your heart with someone is really simple and it actually doesn't take a lot of time. Um, so, but I think it's what you said, Bex, before. It's about intentionality. And um, one of the things for me is, um, is I, I feel like I really feel it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to me. Sometimes during the day, I'll just someone will pop into my mind, or um, and I try to capture those thoughts, not just be like, oh, I wonder how such and such is doing. I'll be like, oh, I wonder why that person's in my mind. And I'll just send them a text, oh, how are you doing? Or if I know something's going on in their life, how's that thing, how's, how you, how's that going for you? What's happening? That kind of thing. Um, the other thing for me that um, I found is a really good tool is to use opportunities like birthdays. So when you write a birthday card to somebody, um, I try to write words of life into a birthday card. Not, dear Jane, happy birthday, love the Ardens. Um, you know, I try to like say in there, these are the things we love about you. These are the things we appreciate about your friendship. And also um, in prophesying into their future. These are the things um, that we see in you, that we see that God is doing in your life. But these are the things he has for you, you know. Um, it's such a small thing, and sometimes you pay five bucks for a birthday card, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to make this card work for me, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, that, you know, that kind of thing. But, and so I'm actually, like, a lot of times in my life, just recently I, I had my birthday, and one of the things that I did was I wrote letters to all the people in my life, to the, to the, to the people that are close to me, um, to thank them for, the, for what they've done and what they've invested in my life, but also to speak life into them and to say to them, you know, these are the things you've done for me, but hey, these are the things that God has for you, and to encourage them. Because sometimes I think we think, especially our leaders and people that seem really capable, they don't need to hear those things, but people need it all the time. And um, it doesn't matter if they have it, if you think that they hear that stuff a lot, you can still add to that, yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, maybe there could be a prompt for you, you know, as Jill is speaking, that is maybe somebody that you haven't, you know, sent a text message to for a while or given them a phone call. And, and maybe today could be the day where you just go reach out and you say, hey, thinking about you, and these are the things that I appreciate about you because I love that. Words are free. They don't cost us anything. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Rebecca, you're a lovely grandmother, and, you know, often a scene, you know, with your grandkids falling asleep, you know, on your shoulders during service. What does that look like for you, speaking life into them and, and championing them along? Wow, to all the grandparents in the house, yes. <laughs> um, that is just amazing. I, um, I think, if anything, you start with your own children and you speak life into them. I'm very generational. When I saw my children as babies, I was already speaking into my grandchildren because I knew the words that went over my kids were going to go on to my grandchildren. And um, it, you might have picked up, I've got a bit of a princess complex. Um, <laughs> and that just rubs off on, I said to my little grandson, Eli, I said, come here, my prince. And he goes to me, nanny, I'm not a prince, I'm a knight. <laughs> You know, and so obviously what we've done with our children, they speak life into their children and it's generational. The Bible says that I will bless for generations. But it's our job to create that blessing, to create those words, to speak those words. I used to hear Ned from the other room saying to um, Josh, the MC here, you're going to be a leader among nations. You're going to do this. You're going to take on your life changer, da, da, da. And I'd look at I'd go and I'd say, could you just change his nappy, please? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it starts when they're young and your grandchildren will undoubtedly benefit from that. 
Yes. Brilliant. And and you don't only obviously a grandparent to your own kids, but you know through the work that both you and Ned do through the community. I think you guys are some of you know just the most amazing people in how you just open your lives up to people. What does that look like for you to not just be a biological grandparent, but to choose to take on other grandkids who, you know, from the face of it would say, well, they're not my responsibility, but you choose to say yes. I think it's our God-given call to be able to, um, I work with a lot of 16 to 19-year-olds that come through really, really tough situations, and every time I have a young person in my vision, I'm intentional, I look at them, and they're filling out forms, and yes, they're tagging, they're supposed to be writing their names, but they're tagging, and I look at her and go, oh, so you're a creative, you're very artistic, <laughs> you know, and then you've got the, the, unfortunately, the kids that have come across as being sort of bully and um, bad influence, and I think, you're a born leader, we're just going to harness that leadership in you. <laughs> You know, and every time I look at them, I try and look through the eyes of God because it's so easy to think, oh, that's not another kid who's going to cause me trouble. I just look at and think, another kid, I can do something. I can take the God in me and rub off onto them. And so every day I'm given opportunities. Yeah. That's so good, Rebecca. You know, after, you know, being in youth ministry for about nine years and, you know, now having the privilege of looking after a whole bunch of our young adults, you know, I can echo the sentiment that, you know, we need parents and grandparents, spiritual parents and spiritual grandparents who'd stand in the gap for a generation that I believe is is living in a in an age where wisdom is lacking. There's a lot of information, but I think there's a lot of wisdom that is actually lacking. And I think there are people in this room that God could use your season of life to really pour into a generation that is crying out in their own weird way where they say, oh, no, we don't need you, but is actually crying out for spiritual guidance. And I just want to shout out right now, Josie and Noroa Pate, because you guys have continually opened your home to young people and loved on them, and I a testament of what it looks like to be spiritual parents and grandparents to those that aren't in your sphere. And so, come on, can we give these guys an amazing hand? You are absolutely beautiful at that. You know, maybe as we come to an end, you know, these amazing ladies have just brought such depth of encouragement. But is there, I guess, one thing that is a bit of a nugget of wisdom that you'd love to leave the, the, the congregation with this morning that would really inspire and encourage us? Maybe start with you, Jill. Um, so um, last year in November, my dad passed away from cancer, and it's been the grief journey, but just remembering him and, and talking about him. And one of the things for me about him that was so powerful was how he spoke life into me. And um, so I'm going to get emotional now. But um, he, um, he always, he just always talked to us about, about how he believed we could do anything. And I have, my whole life, even now, I have this like deep ingrained belief that I can do anything. If I want to do it, I can do it. So I, I play the guitar really badly. I sew really badly. Um, I do art. Like I do, and because I and I and I actually fully believe if I really wanted to and put my mind to it, I could do it well. Yeah. Um, and it's because he, he just spoke over me my whole life. If you want to do that, you can do it. Yeah. You, and and um, yeah, I just grew up 
fully believing that whatever I put my mind to and whatever I really want to do, I can go and get the skills and I can do that. And that's just the power of, of him speaking life over me and believing in me. Yeah. That's brilliant. What about you, Rebecca? Um, I obviously have been very blessed with a quite a um, really good heritage. And I just want to read a quote from um, one of my nannies, Nanny Finna Cooper. And um, I've been privileged to sit on a marae and listen to this woman face to face. So she left this and it's engraved up in the hokianga on a big statue. Take care of what our take care of our children. Take care of what they hear. Take care of what they see and take care of what they feel. For how the children grow, so will be the shape of Aotearoa. So brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you so much. What about you, Bex? Uh, I guess for myself, um, I mean, I sit next to Gillian and Rebecca here today, and I'm yet to be a mum. Um, this is a journey, I guess, my husband and Clint and I are currently on to becoming parents. And, um, and I guess, you know, the importance of speaking life into others, but I think it's also ultimately important what words you speak over yourself. And um, for me and Clint, it's a bit of a journey, you know. Um, we've been to a lot of doctors and specialists have said to us, it's going to be quite hard for us to have children. And, you know, with that brings a lot of, like, um, I guess, you become disheartened, you become, you lose hope. But I know that, you know, you have to then really rely on God's promises over your life and what God speaks over you. And a, a beautiful scripture that... Um, that we've kind of meditated on is Isaiah 55, um, verse 10. And, you know, in there, God uses this beautiful um, beautiful picture. He says how the um, rain and snow will fall but won't go back to him. You know, it kind of turns into water and then it goes out to, to plant the seeds and make growth. And that's just like his promises. You know, when he releases his word, it goes back into into your life and it doesn't go back to him unfulfilled. And so that's something that I'm holding on to. So my encouragement is to really, you know, fill your hope bank, you know, press into your word and just really fill that. Um, you know, when you do that, when you speak positive words over yourself, you know, you can face anything. You can face the setbacks. It gives you hope. You know, it gives you um, just the power to be able to walk that journey that sometimes is, can be really tough. So just as you give into other people's worlds with your words, make sure that you are ultimately doing it over yourself as well. So, that's great. So good. You know, I just want to, you know, on behalf of everybody here, just thank you three for the lives that you've led and for choosing to continue to press through the hard times. And our church, our families are better off because of the legacy that you're creating. And so, church, this morning, could you help me one more time to thank these three amazing ladies? You guys are champions. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.